What's up, podcast listeners? This is Dr. Justin Rabinowitz here for another intro to an episode. I interviewed my friend Chad Vandell. We started our friendship in middle school, actually. We were teammates uh, on the football team at Bridgewater, and Chad has had quite the journey. Now, I've known Chad for a long time, and recently he's basically come out to share his story of hard times, good times, redemption, and it's a crazy, crazy story. Now, I'll warn you, there's quite a bit of cursing in this story, and it's raw, and it's real. Um, This is a long podcast. Chad talks about everything from having a gambling problem to that turning into some sort of drinking problem to having food addiction and now where he is in his life. And again, I want to warn you, there are there is some cursing. Um, there's a lot of stories here that, you know, quite frankly, are, are, you know, not, you know, not great. But what I will say, more than anything is, I admire Chad, because he's willing to share his story. Now, as you know, this is the Stay Healthy New Jersey podcast. And the biggest thing for me is to make sure that we are sharing stories of people. Now, this is life, right? It's not perfect. Um, we all have struggles. I think sometimes, especially on social media, which Chad alludes to, we share the stories we want people to see. And again, what I respect the most about Chad is how open and honest he is and willing to share his story and, and really say, in retrospect, where he screwed up. I admire Chad for his ability to share his story and to be as open as he is and was and um, I think by the end or, or halfway through or the whole way through you're going to feel like I do uh, which is you're, you're just going to root for Chad and he's always the type of person that you will root for now um, he's had some struggles and it's it's a challenging process with different types of addiction and and getting through that but I'm really proud of him and I'm hopeful for his future and he seems as as it goes on in a very good place and the fact that he's able to reflect as openly and honest as he does in this podcast I think he's on the right track and I hope you enjoy it too again I just want to make sure everyone understands there is some cursing there's some stories here that that again aren't great so if you're have kids or you know you're not ready to listen to some of that just just be careful I want to make sure everyone understands that before they give it a listen This is the Stay Healthy New Jersey podcast, aimed at helping you live an active and healthy life in and around Somerset and Union County, New Jersey. This podcast is brought to you by Strive to Move, located in Warren and Berkeley Heights. Strive to Move helped active adults in New Jersey get back to doing what they love pain-free. All right, so Chad, how are you today? My man, I'm doing good. How you doing? Good. So for the audience, you and I go way back. Yes, way back. From I think middle school we met and then we played football all the way through high school. You played football. I was on the team. I was uh, more of like the scout uh, squad. But yes, I was there with you. Quarterback though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quarterback. Yeah, I tried to be the quarterback in eighth grade and they moved me to fullback, which is in <laughs> retrospect the right move. Yeah, that's that, that's right. I remember all that. Those were good times though. Seventh and eighth grade. Uh, yeah. Pop Warner. That was fun times too. Well, I remember that talking about how I told the patient today in order to play in eighth grade I had to go on Weight Watchers just to make weight. Oh, I was yeah I was like right there too i was right there too uh and i think 
seventh and eighth grade, I was on the, I was on the, every week it was like, oh man, gotta, Am I gonna you know, make it? Yeah. I yeah, gotta make weight. Yeah. So since then, it's been a lot of years uh, as we're getting older and, you know, you and I, we've seen each other here and there, mm-hmm. but kind of lost touch, so to speak. Um, and you started your own podcast where I heard your story mm-hmm. And that's why I wanted to have you on. You know, we talk about this is the Stay Healthy New Jersey right. podcast. And listen, we could we could do a podcast on on what vitamins to take and all this crap. Um, but for me, I think what's cool is to hear someone like your story mm-hmm. who it's hasn't been all great the whole time. And now you're on your way back, yep. getting back to where you should be. And, and, and I mean, the first thing for me is I admire the fact that how open you are to sharing because I, I think it helps people. Yeah, you know. When I was going through everything, uh, obviously nobody knew. So best friends, I mean, my brother, family, uh, you know, they didn't really know everything going on. But, and that was kind of something, you know, then it gets to the point where, especially with social media and stuff and, you know, you're sure that people are saying stuff and this, and not that I care about what anybody says, but, you know, you want your name to be at least be cleared. So once I finally got back on track, yeah, I couldn't wait to finally put it out. And uh, yeah, I started finally talking about it last April. So that's when it, uh, so then let's go back to, uh, I, I think the whole thing from what I heard your story about, um, cause we never talked about it one-on-one mm-hmm. goes back to, it sort of started in college. Yeah. I mean, I'll give you a quick recap from the beginning. I'll make it all, uh, kind of make sense at the end, but you know, growing up, growing up, I had a great, uh, childhood. I lived in a two family house and my grandparents lived on the other side. And I mean, it was like basically having like another family. I was always in there. And then my aunt, my dad's sister was like, a third like parents so like we had everything we wanted everything was great um you know parents fought a lot they ended up getting divorced into college which started sparking some stuff but uh you know then I you know seventh eighth grade through high school when we weren't playing football I always worked I always like nice things and this will come into play later um so always wanted to have nice things have my own money and stuff on top of getting everything I wanted so that's just was always in my mind you know having nice stuff working to have it and, you know, high school, um, you know, we, we went to parties and stuff and I was never a real big, big drinker. Um, never really did anything for me. I tried pot like twice. I never got high or anything. So I just wasn't into that. I, my parents split up, got divorced the, right at the end of my senior year, right before graduation and stuff. So I went to college. I went away to Bloomsburg University in Pennsylvania and yeah, that's when the party started. That's that's really when the party started. Ended up joining a frat my spring of freshman year. So going out, you know, drinking and stuff more. And uh, again, I always like not having the nice stuff. So I wasn't working now. So this freshman year, so I was trying to figure out how I was going to make money. The spring semester, pretty much finishing it up, going into the summer of my freshman year, I started smoking again. I was like, oh, I love this. I have an addictive personality, which we'll talk about soon, and I, you know, if I do something, it's got to be 100%, so I pretty much just started smoking this summer going into my sophomore year. By, like, that October, um, you know, I was selling pretty decent amounts of it, so just to make the money, so the money started coming in, money started coming in. Um, My stepbrother at the time, uh, you know, knew about gambling and stuff like that, so same thing, pretty much my freshman year that summer when I started smoking and stuff, started betting on games and stuff, and I was like, wow, this is awesome. This is this is this is amazing. So, you know, all of college, you know, it progressed in, into other things and it was just a party. My first two years, I mean my sophomore um 
my sophomore fall semester, I got like a 1.0. Like, again, like I wasn't talking to my dad. There was stuff going on with that. Not, not anything that's what I'm going to talk about. Just And you're not a dumb guy. We both know that. Oh, so no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1.0 had nothing to do with <laughs> Oh, it, it, I didn't go to class. I didn't even know where <laughs> half of my classes were. So, you know, that's how it was. It, like I said, it was a party. It was it was all party, just letting loose. You know, like I said, my parents just got divorced. Um, I'm just running wild. You know what I mean? Just completely running wild. It was a great time. Don't get me wrong. But, um, so yeah, you know, I, I picked it back up. Um, I got like three fives the rest of the way. Cause I was like, I'm on ac- academic probation, all this other stuff. I was like, okay, what am I doing? So, but still partying, like I said, selling these things, um, gambling and stuff. So, you know, money's coming in, money's coming in really well. You know, there was a couple times, you know, when you're doing that kind of stuff, your friends get stuck, this happens. So I had learned that kind of aspect of it from, you know, again, not that I'm promoting selling drugs and shit, obviously, but this is, this was, uh, you know, what got me to where I am today. And so it took a couple hits here and there, you know, you learn the ways of business kind of through that. And I would say I was down with gambling once or twice, you know, maybe like a thousand dollars. And then like another time, the worst was like two grand or something. And that's a lot of money. But at the time that wasn't a lot of money because I had other ways to, to pay it off. So you know, I, I've, for the most part, I, I relatively did pretty well gambling and stuff. And, um, so then it was after college, then we went to, oh, so going back to the thing about my grades and stuff, uh, I kind of was really getting into law and I took the LSATs, got like a one, I want to say 172, um, or it was like a 168. I'm almost positive. Like the highest at the time was like a 180. like, I killed the LSATs. I'm, I was really good with that kind of stuff, but you know, my GPA wasn't great. So, and at the time my stepdad, not at the time, but, uh, when my mom got together with my stepdad, he owns a mortgage company. So, you know, I had drawn always as a kid, uh, you know, my mom could give me a piece of paper and I was good for hours. Um, I used to love like graphic design and Photoshop when that first kind of started coming out. I was taking classes in high school. Freshman year, I was taking classes at Bloomsburg. I was like, you know, that's really what I want to do. And when my you know mom got together with my stepdad, he owned the mortgage company. I was like, oh, I was like, I want to wear a suit every day. You know, this is that's what I want to do. You know, didn't like it. So I, I, in the long run, I stopped doing the art and I, you know, it was all about marketing, all about business classes and all that kind of stuff. So... That's where I was going after after college. I actually started working with a lawyer. I didn't like it. I went to my stepdad's mortgage company. Um, moved to Hoboken. This was 2010, so this was like a year removed from college. I'm living with my brother, one of my best friends. We had an amazing time. At this point, um, you know, still gambling, you know, selling all this other kind of stuff. So. I don't want to say that it was just because I didn't like the mortgages that I didn't do well. I didn't give it my all. Again, I was like 23, 24, living in Hoboken. Again, the party was still going. So from like 2000, 2004, now we're at 2010, the party never stopped. So it's continuing to go. And what happened was, you know, again, down here and there, but never anything too crazy. Um... So then we're at like 2011. I ended up moving back home because then I was I went from working from with my stepdad at his mortgage company. Then I went to do some marketing at hospitals and all that kind of stuff. And I, I just didn't like it. So you're doing like a normal nine to five. To yeah, yeah, those. normal normal nine to five at the time. And you know, just trying to again, you know, so many young people like go through this where you don't know what you want to do, and that's okay. Like you don't 
have to know what you want to do. Like it'll, it'll come obviously, you know, try to do the right thing. If I could go back, I wouldn't have done the gambling and selling the other things. But you know, again, that's just my story. But yeah, I really had no idea what I wanted to do. I wasn't happy, um, you know, in, in all the jobs that I was doing. I was just trying to find myself, yeah. um, you know, with, with everything going on. So after Hoboken, I was there for two and a half years, moved back home, left the, the job with the... Uh, actually, I got fired um, from the job with the... Uh, marketing. Doing marketing hospitals. Um, we had like a little instant messenger thing that you could talk to with your employees. And it, it was like a sales job and you're cold calling all these places trying to get in. And we would just make fun of the guy, the owner all the time. I would make fun of the guy a lot. And I guess he had read all the text messages. And I, I was killing it. Like I was on this market where everybody that was there, I was the newest guy. Everybody that was there uh, tried to call on this market and get business. And it was nothing. So I'm calling these companies that have been called literally four times from my place. And I got like four deals, which was unheard of for this market. So I was killing it. Um, but yeah, he saw those. He, I didn't know this till after when my buddy kind of told me he thought that's what would happen, but yeah, they let me go. And that's what the reason was. Right. But so I moved back home. Now we're talking like 2011, 2012. Uh, I started working with my dad. He does construction, you know, and I'm, again, I'm miserable. Um, you know, it, deep down inside, obviously you go out, you have a good time, but I was just kind of miserable, you know, doing construction again with my dad, which I had done for summers and this and this. I'm living at home where I was just in Hoboken. And so towards the end of 2012, I kind of wanted to start like a clothing company. Mm-hmm. And so I started drawing and sketching and stuff again around 2012. 2000. So going into now the summer of 2013, um, again, now at this time I had stopped selling stuff. So I was just gambling and I, uh, what was I just saying? So, okay. With the clothing, I started drawing and stuff and you know, I, I I was having fun. I really liked it. But again, I'm living at home with my dad. Like, um, I love him to death, but we've always kind of butted heads. So being there every day didn't help. Sure. I went on like a crazy run. Like, again, like I, for the most part, I, I always won. You know, there was a couple times I lost, but I went on like a crazy run. I'm talking, I'm I'm getting like I'm meeting some of these bookies and I'm picking up like 15, 20k cash like weekly. So I have like like two shoeboxes full of money, and I'm and like at the time this is you know back when gambling was all you, know, you couldn't really do it like quote unquote legally. Well, I well, mean, see, and that's another thing. See, I, I don't promote gambling, obviously. Um, you know, it, it, it tore my life apart. But again, you know, that's like some people can't drink. Not to say everybody can't drink. Sure. If you can control it, you could have fun with it. Um, hey, it, it is what it is. But back in the day, um, <laughs> there's not like these websites like DraftKings, uh, whatever all, all the other ones are now, where you have to put money into the account right. to bet it. So, yeah, you can lose everything you got, but you can't go – into the basement. Into debt. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So back then, what my problem was, was, you know, you, you, you meet people through other people and they give you an account, let's just say a thousand bucks. That's just imaginary. You didn't give the guy anything. So you might not even have that thousand dollars to bet. Right. So you lose that. You didn't have it in the first place. You're fucked already. Yeah. So, um, so I'm going on these runs and what happens is, you know, I mean, at one point, my, my limits, I had like four different people. It was like 5K um, each thing. Now, let's go back to that $1,000 example. So let's say I, I win three grand, right? If my limit's only 1000 bucks, that would take 
three complete losing weeks for that bookie to make their money back. So once you get down, they're going to give you more money in the account for that week because, you know, they want to see it. And listen, I'm not like, you know, I had a pretty good rapport with my bookies. Um, there was a couple that I hated, but most of them when I did get into trouble, like they literally felt bad. I'm not even just saying that they were like, because I was a good guy. You know what I mean? Like that, that wasn't me to like get in that spot, which we'll get into. But so, yeah, you know, it's not like the movies where it actually, it, it, it some <laughs> spots it is like the movies yeah. if you get in deep like that. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I knew some guys that would have done some shit, you know, yeah. and I knew stories. But um, so, yeah, I'm winning like 15, 20 grand, you know, getting cash, you know, weekly. Like I'm Snapchatting my friends. Like I'm like, OK, so we go into summer 2013. Um, you know, we had gotten shore houses and stuff in the past. We get a shore house and I'm just like on this tear. So um, at that point, are you basically just like, is that how you're making a living gambling? No, no, no. See, again, like my, you know, my family and stuff didn't know the the depth so i was working with my dad Got you know it. i was doing construction with my dad and stuff um this is actually like kind of right after sandy so we like had to get like the whole shore he's got a shore house in tom's river we had to get the whole place uh all redone and stuff and plus there was so much work down there to do so yeah. that's what i was doing so i lived down the shore for t summer 2013 um you know we're going to dj's headliners all those places down the shore having a great time now it's you know september october uh 2013 Moved back, you know, back home with, with the dad and everything. And at this time, I was like on and off with a girlfriend for like, we had dated for like a year, but I was like, you know, you're on and off for like another year and a half, two years. And, uh, you know, I was just, again, just completely lost. Um, you know, you look back on it and like I had a question on my podcast last week was like, what would I, what would I change? I wouldn't change anything that I did because it got me to where I am and I wouldn't be this person now who I am and like I think that's in everybody where you know there's people that are going to be listening and listen to my stuff that they're not happy with where they are right now and you know sometimes I talk about it you know I'll get into like me gaining like the weight and losing it having a job it's as easy as just saying make a plan and follow it you know like you want to lose weight make a plan watch what you eat and exercise it's that easy like you don't have to climb out Everest find a golden ticket in like a candy it's not some secret it, some things are that easy you hate your job you can't just quit it but look into something else. You know, it's right. not always money. So, um, you know, it's September, October, fall of 2013. I got two shoeboxes full of money. Uh, that question that the, the girl asked me about what I had changed, I could have started my, my clothing company right there and done it the right way. I was just completely not in that mental state. So I had moved back to Hoboken really in hopes of getting back with my girlfriend. She lived in Jersey City, City at the time. I told my, everybody in my family that I was working in the city doing some uh, marketing job. Yeah, I can't tell them, hey, yeah, I just won tens of thousands of dollars gambling. So I got this apartment, and it's this $2,300 a month bachelor pad. And, I mean, it, it was beautiful. Sweet. In Hoboken, absolutely beautiful. You know, one of those, like, bathrooms where you could sit in with the tile. <laughs> it, it comes down in you. Yeah. So I paid for that for, like, it was like a six-month lease that they had open, and then somebody was moving in. So I paid the full six months up front, went out, got the fucking huge TV, new couches. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy, you know. And again, still not happy, though. You know, right. now I'm I'm in this place where I should have been happy. Not really because, you know, you're not doing what you love. And I, I knew what I was doing was wrong in the back of my mind. It sounds to me like at that moment it was when, I don't know if there was obviously going through it. I'm sure there was a little like 
white lies, all this. But at that point, when you said you were moving to Hoboken and telling everyone you're working in the city and you're mm-hmm. not, mm-hmm. to me, it's almost like that's where you almost crossed the threshold that's, of living a life. That's, that's like, when I knew I fucked up, to be honest. And I'm glad that you brought that. Again, I'm trying to think of dates, so my mind's all yeah, over the okay. place. Um, when I signed the lease for the apartment, I knew I fucked up. I said, what am I doing? I said, what am I doing? First of all, why Why am I getting a place that's $2,300 a month, you know, um, there was just so many other things I could have done. I, I yeah. knew I was wrong at this point. Yeah. And this was basically where shit really started getting downhill. So I moved back there 2013 fall. Um, you know, I had a couple of my buddies that had accounts under me, um, you know, that I knew I knew the bookies and stuff. So I was, you know, I'd meet them for their money. I'd go drop, you know, I was like the, yeah. which everybody does. So sure. um, there was like, you know, one week, and I want to make this sound like this was, and again, I, there's a lot of highs, you know, I'm not bragging because we're going to get to a lot of lows and I don't want people to feel sorry. You know, everything that I did, uh, 100% was was me. I, I put myself in every situation, nobody else. So I don't want people to think like I'm bragging or, or start feeling bad for me when we start getting deep. Um, it, it is what it is. I, I caused everything. But there was like, it, it was the NFL playoffs and... It was just like a, a two-week run where everybody lost. Everybody lost. And like three of my friends, I, I knew they were good for the money, but, you know, a couple thousand bucks each, um, I ended up paying for them. I covered their, their thing for the two weeks. So now the shoebox full of money that, that was stacked is is dwindling down to a couple stacks. And I'm like, fuck. So the following, the third week, I just went like crazy. And again, this is what I was going back to where you're winning all this money. The bookies want it back. So... You, I had like four places that had five grand uh, limits. You lose that by Wednesday, they're going to give you another five grand. So now we're talking money that I didn't have. So it was uh, one of the games was the Carolina Panthers. I'll never forget it. Um, they were playing the Seattle Seahawks, and the, I had them like first quarter, first half game, loss, 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 and I was like deep in the hole. So this is where now. I had a couple other buddies who were, who were doing it, who were doing really well. Now, where I really dug myself in the hole was I'd ask them if I could borrow some money for the week. You know, I'd, I'd make up some elaborate excuse. You know, I'm, I'm again, they knew what I was – they only saw the outside, you know. Yeah. So they're like, this guy's doing great. You know yeah. what I mean? They come into my place, oh, this guy's doing great. I didn't have like a dollar. at the, You know, everything was gone now. So I make up these big excuses and I, this went on for like a, about a month, almost two months. Uh, they let me borrow money. Uh, let's say somebody let me borrow five grand. Let's say somebody would let me borrow three grand. I'd give them five grand back. Okay. So I'm just throwing money away. You know what I mean? And again, I was winning though to cover the spread, but I like this was like life or death yeah. almost in, yeah. in a sense. So there's there was days when now I'm, I'm waking up and I'm like, do I go get some food or do I go get a, a 24 pack to drink? Um, just to get through the day, you know? Yeah. So that's where it started getting to where I'm drinking all day now. Again, I'm living in a $2,300 a month bachelor pad in Hoboken. I got, there was like little uh, little sh- little glass shelves that were in there and I had like all Jordans on it and stuff. So like, it was just such a facade and it, it's just- Did you know that at the time? Like, did you like, were you conscious of like, this is all made up or you didn't, you weren't even thinking in that way at that time? I, at that time, yes, absolutely. Like I said, even going back to when I signed that lease uh, to go there, yeah. I knew something bad was coming. I didn't know it was going to get this bad, but I knew something bad was coming. So, again, after that little three-week run where um, I'm, I'm dishing out money, I'm getting nervous, and then I go on that terrible week that just 
put me into the whole big time. Yeah, I was like, because again, eventually, then I I sold the 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 iMac. I had to sell the shoes, sell everything. Um, so yeah, this is when that started. Now it got to the point where you know every day I'm drinking. So I you know, definitely developed a drinking problem. You know because I'm like, how am I going to come up with this money? You know, again, you go on, you have a year, a couple of years report with some of these bookies. And especially me, I'm a good talker. That's why I, I thought I would have been real good with being a lawyer. Not that they all lie, but I, I'm, you know, I'm very good with words and yeah. and weaseling out of situations. Like I said, I mean, I would email some buddies, and you know, I had like four or five friends that lent, lent me money, and you know, everybody eventually got paid back. And again, some of them, you know, not that they were taking advantage of me, but some of them were getting like two grand a week. You know what I mean to do it and stuff. And you know, that's really where I dug myself in a hole. Cause now I'm just trying to survive, just yeah, get my, running. there There was at this point, there was never going to be getting out of this. Sure. You know what I mean? I was just literally hanging on by a thread, you know? And I knew that I, I did. I, I really knew that I was just hanging on by a thread, just trying to make it work. So when you feel like at that point where there's like, you're not getting out of it, what, what happens? Like, what, what do you do? I, see, I, I, it got worse. I mean, for me now, like I said, I had like two months left or like a month left at this time. Now, again, I'm drinking. I have a beautiful place in Hoboken. I remember one time it was uh, St. Patty's Day, uh, the Leprechaun or whatever they have in Hoboken. My brother was seeing a girl at the time and he wanted to come up. I was just like, like so out of it. Like I couldn't like I remember that because I'm like pissed at myself that I, I wasn't able to do that. That would have been a fun day, you know. But I mean, I didn't leave the house. I left the house to go get... Um, beer every day and I like literally or vodka or whatever it was or Seagram's that's that was my drink seven and seven that's what I drank to mask the pain every day I'd be drinking I mean every other day I'd be throwing up in that shower that I love so much you know that's where I was at I was at the where I thought was the darkest place in my in my life and again my family has no idea my brother's got no idea who's my best friend my friends have no idea they nobody's got any idea and finally you know the lease came out uh, ran out and like my plan at the time when I signed the lease, I knew it was only for six months. I was going to move somewhere else. You know, I was going to keep things going, you know, uh, this lifestyle going. So I have to move back home. So I just went from a $2,300 a month bachelor pad with every tour you could want to now I'm back home. Now I told them that I got uh, something happened, bullshit, and I got let go from this job. So again, now I'm back to working, um, working uh, with my dad again. And... This went on, you know, through into like the summer 2014 into like, you know, the fall of 2014. And I just, I mean, this is now I'm drinking every day. I'm drinking. I'm like, sometimes I'm so fucked up. I, we do construction. It's the summer. It's hot outside. I'm like chugging like two glasses of wine before we go to work just to get to work. And then I'm throwing up like on the side. Cause my dad saw me, he'd fucking kill me. So, you know, that's where I was at. I mean, it was just, it was just every day. It was just sports, 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 sports. I remember being at this place in Hoboken. I'm up till four in the morning researching the next night, seeing, you know, how am I going to make this back the next day, you know, and just drinking just to fall asleep for a couple hours, you know, because yeah. you're not sleeping obviously well. So and what was Brock Bottom then? So after I'm being home, after I'm home, um, I'm down huge now people are letting you pay it off okay so it's not like again I, I built this rapport with these bookies so they're letting me pay it off over time but I had one or two that were that I was still going with and I, I still had good credit with that I was kind of even and then I had lost big like uh two weeks in a row I couldn't come up with it so like now I'm talking like you know 20 30 grand I got to come up that's not 
that's not even the whole thing. That's like what I got to come out with. Going back to my grandparents, I live in a two-family house. Now, my grandmother passed away in 2009 when I was in college. So my grandfather was still living in the house. My grandmother is an old Italian lady, and they just like cash. You know what I mean? They, they like cash. And she had cash here, cash here, cash here. And when she was, like, getting really sick, you know, I know she you know, she used to tell me, didn't, like, say where it was, but just say, you know, um, if you need something, if you not in this, I don't mean sure. this. I don't, yeah. I, I don't, not saying this. I knew she didn't mean this, but I remember going up and uh, thinking the one day, just like, okay, let me see what I could do. I looked in a couple drawers and just like a stack. I'm talking tens of thousands of dollars. I'm like, this I'm perfect. It. You know, and now in my stupid delusional thinking, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put this back because again, once you win. I was getting 20 grand. One week I won 30 grand in cash uh, with two people. Two people handed me 15K in cash. I was like, wow, this is, it's it's like a fairy tale. Like it's, it's, it's not even real anymore. And again, this goes back to college. You know, I'm selling weed. I was selling something else my junior and senior year. Money's just everywhere. You know, it's, it's, I thought I was like Tony Montana. You know what I mean? Yeah. And real life, it wasn't real life. You know, that literally from my sophomore year when I started, so that's why I say that it was 2004 till like 2014, 10 years straight of partying. I mean, clubs, bottles, going down the shore, shore houses, whatever it was, you know, nice clothes, this, this, that. It just wasn't real because it wasn't, it wasn't sustainable. You know, I, I, I didn't ha actually, it was just, like I said, it could have been gone like that and it was gone like that. Yeah. So I take the money and what actually happened was this went on for like a couple months i would win i'd put it back i'd lose i'd take it again win put it back lose take it again so then i lost it all now that's all gone i mean i got like i'm still betting because there was like one one bookie left that was like let me bet i'm paying off like whatever i can a week to the other guys a couple hundred bucks here a couple hundred bucks there now i'm drinking Again, this this is when that was when I was saying like you know working in the summer and stuff. It's like all day. As soon as I get home, it's all day. I, it, it was sports for like five years. All I watched. I never watched TV shows. I didn't watch movies. It was I was watching Sports Center. I fell asleep at Sports Center. Woke up at Sports Center. I had the laptop on, going through stats and this and this, trying to figure it out. So rock bottom was this point. This was like in 2014 into 15. There was a year and a half. Pretty much, I, I barely slept. You know, I slept a couple hours a night and just waiting because my aunt would have been the one. She, she took care of my grandfather, so she came over every day. She would have been the one to find, you know, she knew everything, you know, my obviously my grandma told her where everything was and stuff. And so for a year and a half, I'm literally waiting for my aunt to find this. So I'm not sleeping. I would text her like around lunch when she was there just to see the vibe if you know and then I would text her around like four or five when she went home and I was good for the day now that's when I would really drink just again just to get my head out of that 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 mode right so that that this was rock bottom this is a year and a half of waiting and waiting and waiting for my uh for my aunt to find out now when that kind of happened I told my family I had a drinking problem um I was, I did have a drinking problem. It was really though, because of the gambling, I was just trying to get through the day. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I told them that, you know, I told some of my buddies that just, it, it was like a little like tester. Let me, let me see, you know, how they bite on this, you know, cause again, I, I kind of knew I was a shell of what I, what I was. And so everybody, you know, they, they, they thought that's what it was. Um, 
again, there, there was a time here or there when I had said something about gambling, but it, it wasn't a big, because everything else was going so great. Like they just believe, they believe that that was, that was it. So um, they kind they, they had an idea about it, but again, nobody had any idea like the spot that I was in, you know, I just, and a lot of people that are in that spot can hide it well, you know, and that's one thing with gambling. Um, you know, I, I ended up, and we'll get into it in a minute, but I ended up going to GA and Gamblers, seen a, yeah, Gamblers Anonymous and seeing a therapist and stuff. And they finally kind of put that in the same like boat as not in the same boat exactly, but with, you know, drugs and alcohol, because with drugs and alcohol, you know, I'm sure everybody here and everybody listening has known somebody that passed away from some kind of drugs. And it's the opioid epidemic and heroin. That's it's just it's crazy how, how what it's doing to people. Yeah. With that, with drinking, you see you can see somebody decreasing, especially right. with drugs. I mean, right. you're going to see right away. It's a good point. Yeah. With drinking, you're going you're, you're gonna I... to start noticing yeah. with gambling. Like I said, even though I was drinking and stuff, it. It, it, There's no physical right, effect. Right. There is, but not really. Right. I, and again, I it goes and with me, I'm such a good, you know, talker. I, I could I could like talk my way out of stuff. So again, nobody. Again, I'm drinking all day, every day, um, not sleeping, and and my family has no idea. So that's that's you know what I mean. Again, it's not like they didn't care. They just I just the lies and stuff just took over. So that's where we're at. We're at like 2015. Um, you know, thousands and tens of thousands of dollars in debt. Now I got credit card debt. Um, you know, all my credit cards are maxed out. Again, I'm living at home. I, I just feel like a piece of shit. You know what I mean? And I'm like, again, it's still like, like in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm going to win it back and put it back. Right. I knew I wasn't now. Like once this happened, like, like when I moved to Hoboken and, and when I moved back to Hoboken with the two shoeboxes full of money, at that point, I didn't, I still thought, I could make this last for a long time or even like a career, you know, because again, you're once you win that once that, that amount of money, you're like, I could do it again. It's like playing golf. I, you hit the hard, 10 horrible shots, but you hit the one. Right. Like, right. Oh, I could do this. Again. Yeah, exactly. So, but then, you know, once I moved back, I, I, I realized, like I said, it was all facade. This was not sustainable. And especially when I lost everything, you know, that my, from my grandmother, grandfather's place, um, and, and again, like I said, I'm waiting now. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for somebody to find out. And this was this was like right at the end of September 2015. Um, no, 2016. Uh, it was either 2015 or 2016. Yeah. I always forget that one yeah, date. It's but it's September, end of September. Um, my – no, actually this was in the summer. They had found that the money was gone. So – like I remember getting that text and it was almost like a relief because I've been waiting on this. You know what I mean? And they were pissed and I lied. I, I said, I don't know. I have no idea. You know, at the time there were some caretakers coming by and stuff, you know, they knew, I think they didn't want to believe it, but they knew. Um, but my aunt didn't know it was all gone. She, you know, there was like the one drawer. So they didn't let it slide, but I was like on thin ice right there. So like everyone's mad at me. And then I had gone to my aunt's like once or twice. I had a key there and I, I knew she kept money. I took that and, you know, she found that. And I remember I was like, at the time I was like thinking about going back to school at Rutgers just to get like a master's degree. Again, like I'm just so like all over really, the place. Yeah. Just trying to figure out how to come back, you know, just, just whatever it could be. Now at this time as well. After I had taken, after they found that some money was taken, I'm working with my dad. 
my brother was DJing. So on the weekends, I would go and work with him, you know, just helping set up. And then like four nights a week, sometimes five nights a week, I'd go work at Home Depot uh, overnight shift. So again, you want to talk about ground at rock bottom. This is my rock bottom. And, but still knowing that more was coming, you know what I mean? Eventually, you know, more was going to be found out and that was, that was coming down on me. So my aunt finally found, you know, everything was gone from her place. I was driving through Rutgers, just looking at the campus and I got the text and I was like, fuck. So she told my dad and my dad was down the shore at the time. And, uh, I think he called me or texted me, I forget, but he just said, you know, you, you know, you got like three days, you got to get out, get out of the house. And, you know, luckily for me at this time, um, you know, my mom was always, you know, again, not happy with me, but didn't, you know, she was behind, still on my side. My brother, like I said, is my best friend since day one. He, he'd been very disappointed, you know, which hurt the most disappointing them who's always had my back. Um, th- that's what really hurt, but at least they were there for me. So I hit up the twins, you know, Laquan and Rashawn. Um, I asked them if I, I just said I got in a fight with my dad, uh, if I could just crash for the weekend. So I went there, this is right at the end of September. And then I was like, for like those five days, I like, I still had like a online account that I'm betting. And I was just like, okay, I was like, this is it. Like, what, like, I got to stop. So it was October 4th. I want to say, again, I don't remember, I don't know why I always forget if it was 2015 or 16. I want, I think it was 2016. Um, I called, uh, you know, I looked it up. There was like a GA number. I called them. They hook you up with a, uh, you know, therapist in the network and stuff, depending on what your coverage is. And obviously I didn't have any medical coverage, so pay out of pocket. Uh, I went to see one guy. I, 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 you know, didn't really like him. They gave me another lady and she was my therapist. Um, you know, I went and saw her. Then when I got back that night, I finally broke down, told the twins, you know, I was I mean, like just absolutely just lost you know I'm like damn I'm like because I always thought so highly of myself and you know I took pride in being like a good person for like the most part um you know my buddies in college know even after I helped everybody you know if I had it everybody had it that's just how I was so I mean you know they let me crash there for a couple months I remember um you know obviously my mom and my brother knew at that point because I got kicked out but then they finally knew I had told like one or two of my other other close friends you know what was going on so yeah, this was this was like October fourth, um, two thousand sixteen. I started going to GA. I had to go to do that weekly, and I met with my therapist. I think in the beginning we did two days a week, but it might have been one. Um, and I had gone to a therapist before when my parents got divorced. You know that kind of like messed me up. So I saw like somebody twice, and then towards like the end of college, like twice um, over girls and shit. Just I look yeah, back yeah, like yeah. what was I doing? <laughs> and. Uh, so, yeah, so I, you know, I told them, you know, they, they let me stay, you know, they're like, dude, like, you know, whatever you need. Um, and so I'm going to GA now and I'm going to, I'm going to therapy. I, I don't go to GA anymore. Um, just me. And again, I don't want to say like, you know, go to it and then don't do it. Like every, I think everybody's different. I don't think there's like an actual model for anybody to follow for anything in life. Right. When I started, when I was trying to do the clothing company before, you know, shit hit the fan, you couldn't Google how to start a clothing company and they, they shoot you out a checklist. Right. You got to figure it out as you go. Right. And this is the same thing with life. And that's why I say with kids, like they don't know what they want to do. Like maybe they're getting pressured. Like don't like, you'll figure it out. Stay, you know, obviously work, Yeah. have, make, try to make plans and stuff. You're going to fail keep going you know obviously yeah. i don't don't do you know get as bad as i got right. you know but you know you're gonna find yourself when you want to so um with me with the ga 
um, it, it ha- listen, I wouldn't be here without them. You know, we, I was able to sit down. I had 17 credit cards at the time. We put together a plan. We called all the places, uh, you know, made, made like a decent thing. Now with them, you know, they wanted me to do like $5 a month to some of the, like, like, Luckily, my credit cards, like, you know, I had like a lot of like $500 ones. There was a couple like two, 3000 and then one like a couple like 5000 So like it was the gambling that the, those guys that I owed the big money to. But the credit cards was still, you know, in like the 30s, $40,000, maybe even like a little bit more than that. But again, they wanted me to do like $5 a month. For, you know, this was this would go on for to the end of time. Yeah. I'm like, I can't do that, you know, and like. They want to help you, so they mean well. They, they don't want to see you get in too hard. So right. I, you know, I, I stuck to what they said in the beginning. Um, I think I went there total for, I say, I think about like a year. Mm-hmm. I went to now my therapist. I stuck with for like two and a half years. Then she actually got sick. Um, I stopped. Like, my brother goes to therapy. He's open about it. I, so therapy is, is like a blessing. You know, sure. I mean, I recommend that. Like even if you don't have anything crazy, even just going to talk to somebody that knows yeah. psychological stuff just to make sure everything's in, right. intact. You know what I mean? I def- I highly recommend that for everybody. As you look back on the gambling, um, what what do you think it, like, what did you kind of arrive at? Like, what it stemmed from? And, and when? Um, you know, my, my grandfather and grandma, not the two that lived in the same house as me, but my mom's side, there was gambling problems going on. And, um, you know, so having that in your blood, just like somebody that's like an alcoholic, like you don't understand it. It's like, well, what do you mean? Just don't drink. It's like, I, I can't not drink, you know? So like it, it is some psychological yeah. stuff. So that was in there. But again, it, it got to the point where instead of, like I said, I have a lot of potential and some of it's finally starting to show. I just always knew this, but I, I wasn't doing anything. I was, like How I said. How did you make that switch? It was the day I called GA. It, it was that day. And it's it's interesting as I listen to you talk because you, you know the date so well and I can almost see you putting yourself back in the yeah, situations yeah, yeah. and like October 4th, I remember. Well, yeah, because I remember I was in GA, you got to say, uh, Chad, uh, um, uh, and I, I forget exactly how it was, but something like I'm a game, I'm, a, I'm an addict. Uh, my last bet was October 4th. That's that's why it's really in my head. But again, it's, it's good. And with GA and stuff, you, you see people coming in and you see that some people need this. They Just like with alcohol. Um, look, I drink again. So that's why I like, I didn't have, like, again, I'm not trying to s- say brush stuff off. This is just me. This is what I did. Well, tell me about that. Cause most people would say if you have an addiction that it's like, I'm when I'm done, I'm done. So, uh, and again, we're not giving advice on what anyone else. Yeah. No, I'm do. not a therapist, anything. This tell is me, just, tell yeah. me your experience. So with the, uh, with the drinking, I felt that that was really, and I, I knew it was, it was because of the gambling. I would never have drank like that if it wasn't for me just literally trying to get to sleep that night. That That's what it was. So, you know, again, in the beginning, if I had a drink or something here, you know, the, the twins would kind of like be on my ass and stuff. It's like, okay, like all, all for good because of sure. just what I went through. But I knew it wasn't, that wasn't my problem. It's it, interesting for you because like, Kind of the whole journey has you admit that it's almost like you fooling yourself, and how do you know that now you're not fooling yourself or something like that? Uh, peace of mind. I go to sleep at night, literally. Like you, you like I said, you know yourself. Um, and I said it before. People that are listening, people that listen to my podcast, um, I try to be open. Like some of these things, when somebody people are listening, they're like, "Holy shit!" 
they're like, I'm like, and, but to me, it's like, it's whatever. Like, this is just what it, you know what I mean? That's what yeah. I mean. Like my whole life has for so long been this crazy ride. You know what I mean? It's, it's like normal to me, right. you know, when, when certain things come up, I'm just, I don't understand. And people are like so shocked at stuff. I'm like, that doesn't really shock me that well. You know, that's just people have seen different stuff you know some people are very sheltered they don't they don't go out and see clubs and, and, and just using that, that as an example where I, I've you know had the best tables and stuff it's like that's it's just whatever you know just using that as an example but um, I knew like I said I knew I had potential um, especially with the clothing that was going to be like my main thing and I'm still you know in the process of starting that up but you know, that was like what I thought I was going to do. Um, you know, I always had you know, my clothes in, in high school and college. My 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 uh, closets were like a wardrobe. Everybody came and picked it. So I just, I, I knew, I knew things. And uh, like I said, my potential wasn't being used because all I was doing was gambling. It was all day it, when I got home from work or whatever it was, I'm on the computer trying to see what the next bet's going to be. Like I said, I didn't watch TV shows. I didn't watch movies. And that'll all come into play in a little bit. Um that was my life. It was, it was, it was just all that. And I was, and so when I finally, I think it was when I finally took the money and that was gone, I realized I was like, this, this isn't, this can't be it. You know what I mean? Cause you hear, you hear stories, people win. There's always, there's always, you know, there's always that day that it comes to people like, you know, one of my favorite movies ever is blow with Johnny Depp and uh, with George Young. It's that story. It was, it was the best ever, you know, he even got away and he had to do one, like the, the cops pretty much, got him into doing one more trip and then that was it he, he went away to jail so there's always that that you know next time yeah that, that there's always that yeah. and so that's kind of when I, I knew it but I started going to GA and stuff I started seeing you know talk to my therapist and just trying to get that mental back where it's like okay you're, you're not this loser you know we're gonna come back because again look and what I was, what I was forgetting, one of the biggest things was, you know, I was always relatively in shape. Um, we talked about seventh and eighth grade. I, I was like a little chubby, um, but I was always like a taller kid. So, you know, it kind of evened out high school, you know, always in, you know, in, in shape college. And then after college, I mean, I got into great, great shape. I, it's funny. I remember, I don't know if you remember what at the time it was fit zone. I was there in the summer once, and mm -hmm. you were there. Mm -hmm. You were all tanned up. Yeah, yeah. You were, that was, and I remember because, like you said, you were always like a little. That was bit, probably summer twenty ten. That time, yeah. You when, were ripped. Yeah, like yeah. In high school, you were not like you were not heavy, but you weren't. I wasn't like, ripped. I was yeah, absolutely you were fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I remember seeing you in that like summer. Like I was always average build. I was athletic average. You know what I mean? I, I didn't have the six pack, but I never had like a gut. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And then um, you got really in shape. Yeah, yeah. So I, I got really in shape, and, and weight with me has always been a struggle. Um, I can. I can lose it. I don't want to say quickly, but if I do the right things, it, it'll come off. But I can put it back on real quick. So that's, I can't believe I forgot this. But in the process, it was pretty much that that year and a half when I was waiting for my aunt to find out with the drinking. I mean, just, it was just eating. Like eating just took over. So I gained like 160 pounds. So at your highest, what were you? 366. I'm not even there yet in the story. So we'll get to that. Um, so that was like the big thing now. Now I'm like, you know, I'm overweight. I don't want to go outside. I don't want to see anybody, right. uh, let alone, you know, I don't even have a dollar to do anything, you know, whatever it was. So all that, all that affected me. I'm going to GA. I'm seeing the therapist and um, with GA, why I veered off it. And this was just me was, it was, it was like a year. It was, I was there for at least a year or two because a year later, now, I didn't really even watch sports now at this point when I'm living with the twins. I don't even care about what's going on right now. Um, 
Again, a little bit of what was because it couldn't it wasn't that action where I you know could sit down couldn't and bet on it get anymore. bet on it, but also like I didn't care for once. So I remember like the following season, I started watching it again and I was getting into it. And you know, I'm I tell the guys at GA, and you know, again, every every meeting is different, so it's not like. Every meeting's monitored. You know what I mean? Every GA meeting, same thing with Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, so it's just a group of people. It's a guys that pretty much run their own form of it. Now they stick to it. And so, like I said, some people need it every week. But now I'm telling these guys, you know, I'm watching sports. Like I can watch it. It doesn't matter. I'm being honest. I'm being very open and honest. This is how I am. I, that's all. That, at this point, that's all I knew was just to tell it how it is. And it was like a blowback kind of like, like, you know, don't do that. It's like, well, you know. I get it again because they've yeah. seen so many people come in and out, but it, that's where I say everyone's different. Right. And I'm telling you guys, you know, I'm coming here, opening up to you guys, telling. So it kind of started there. And then there was like a couple guys, like every week, where, you know, they didn't do anything. Uh, they were talking it up, you know, you, they were talking themselves up a little bit. And like the guys would just feed off that. And I was like, man, this isn't helping me. What was helping me was my therapist who I could be real with. And she's giving it to me straight, you know, no bullshit. That's what I, you know. So that's when I veered off that, was doing the therapy thing. Um, and now this is, so this is like 2016. So for like pretty much the next almost two years, almost like three years, really, because really, 29th April 2019 is when it's when it really started clicking so for the next three years I'm trying to lose this weight and for anybody out there that's trying to lose weight it, it's hard you know what I mean especially when it's like fuck I got 160 like because like at my best like is like 200 205 um so I'm like I got like 100 what the fuck so you go you run uh you watch what you eat like three days go by it's like dude this is years this right, is years right. like fuck it I'm gonna eat a pizza and then yeah. Now I'm off for like weeks. You know yeah. what I mean? So I stayed with the twins um, through February. So I from October to February I was with them. Then I found this one place uh, back in our hometown in Bridgewater. I rented a room from a guy. And this guy was – he was a good guy, whatever. <laughs> but it, it, it was nice just – person. Yeah. It, it, it was just like – I was just like, man, what am I doing? I was like – but again, I love staying with the twins. But, you know, I, I felt – like I was um, not like a little inconvenience. You got somebody staying in your house. You know sure. what I mean? And so finally, though, that January or right in February, I started working um, at this other construction place. This guy hired me. So I was working with him. Then I moved to this room. Um, and again, you want to talk about like being at rock bottom, but on the come up. So I'm renting a place from this guy, you know. His girlfriend comes over like on the weekends. He's got two dogs, which I wanted to kick through the wall. They were just so annoying. And it was like $800 a month. But I was like, now at this time, I wasn't talking to my aunt or my dad. Okay. And I'm a hundred and, and I, I put on a little bit more weight after. So I was probably like 120 pounds overweight. I, I'm, I got credit card debt at the butt. Uh, still owe people um, through the gambling. But I was like happy for the first time in forever. You know, I was, I had a plan. Um, I had my own place where I could go to sleep. You know, uh, it was just a room, whatever. It was just a start. You know what I mean? It, it, was, it was just a start. So from there, that was only another six month thing because then he, he had his girlfriend moving in. So from there, I got this little one, uh, this little studio apartment in Manville um, that's near our hometown for people that don't know. And it didn't even have a kitchen. 
Um, so I got like a little uh, little stove, a little tabletop yeah. stove thing. Yeah. Um, but again, and it was like the, in the back of their house, but it was my own little place. So again, now, and this is really where I put on that extra like 40 pounds to get to, to 366. Um, you know, I'm working. I was I was doing some construction, but then I was also working at Lowe's. So again, you know. Are you afraid at that point um, as you're getting up there? Because I know you, you mentioned before, and I remember your story about a shame to kind of, like you were in our hometown. Were you like petrified of seeing people that you knew? I didn't go out. But you went to work and. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. See, with that Lowe's still, I was doing like a lot of like the overnights and stuff. So and, and see, and here's seeing. the thing, and, and that's a great question because I didn't even think to say it. But when I was doing this, when I was working with my dad, when I was working overnight at Lowe's, I mean at Home Depot, when I was home and working with my brother, and then when I was living in, in this uh, little studio apartment in Manville working at Lowe's overnight, um, I did that because I didn't want to see anybody. Listen, I, I, you know, I couldn't have gone out and just grabbed a hundred thousand uh, dollar a year job, you know, but I had a resume where I could have easily have gone and gotten any kind of sales job I wanted. Right. But, you know, because of the weight, that's a hundred percent why I didn't do that. Right. So I like kind of like planned it where, you know, I, I was, um, kind of not going to be seen for the most part. You know what I mean? And again, listen, I had like even some of my best friends I didn't see for like two, three years, right. like four years, right. even some of them. So now I'm in Manville. This is like 2017 into 18. So I was there for two years. Um, again, I got, I, I, I'm working these dead end jobs. I, I don't mean that for people that do that. I don't mean to say that that's, well, you know, but not but to me, you, to me where I wanted to be, I'll be honest. Be yeah, I, yeah. I didn't, I, you know, not as a dead end job for people that do that, but I knew I had so much more. So, sure. but, I, but I'm doing this, I'm 160 pounds overweight, um, dead out the butt. And, but I was happy. I was, I, I like, I watched every fucking movie I missed. I watched every show. I mean, I watched Netflix like it owed me money, you know, what I mean? and I was getting my dollars worth. Yeah. So, you know, again, like it wasn't great, but I took the instead of the drinking, the gambling, like I said, eating then was my thing. And I always knew that I was going to lose the weight. I didn't know when or how I, I knew I was. So I gave myself some time. I, I mean, I, obviously, I, you know, you're talking to yourself. You're, you're just trying to make things work. But I was like, OK, you're not gambling. You're doing everything right. If you need a year to get, you know, get your mind together, like I said, there was a year and a half, almost two years. I, I slept a couple hours a night, sh like every night when I was waiting for my aunt to find that. So, you know, it, it, it was McDonald's for lunch, Wendy's for dinner kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Um, and that's where I really put the weight on there. But but I was I was obviously not happy because you want to be out. You want to interact, right. you know. Um, I mean, you're a social guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm straight, so I, I like, because I always say that on the podcast, we love everybody. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. But I'm straight, so you want to go out and meet girls. Yeah. And I wasn't doing that, but. Because you were like, you were, you felt like physically. Oh, I, I, I'm not going to let anybody see me. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, only a couple friends had come over or I'd gone to their place. Like, like, like I'm talking like three or four friends, really. Yeah. And so many people want, I mean, all my buddies wanted to see me and stuff, but I, I would always make something up you know, why or, or, or kind of push it away. But Tell me the story that I remember about you, the picture of the, the cast at the wedding with your friend that you talked about. Picture of the cast. Well, you Googled, you Googled a cat. Oh, okay. Okay. This, I think, and, and I think this was important because it just really illustrates like kind of how you felt about it. Yeah. 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 No, that's great. And then what I'm, what I'm also forgetting is how I got into the painting. Um, yeah, this was, this was, when was this? This was when I was still with my dad, still living with my dad. Um, it was the summertime, and one of my best friends from college um, had a wedding. And 
you know, I talk about it a lot on my podcast. It was always like, okay, I'm going to drop like, I always thought like I was going to drop like 40 pounds in a week. You know what I mean? And, uh, and, and, and get it done. So he had his wedding coming up and I'd say even like a month out almost, I kind of, maybe I was delusional into thinking that just cause I had a month to figure it out, but I, I was still going to go to it. And then like two weeks out, I knew I wasn't going to go. So I think it was on like a Saturday. I want to say that Friday I, I texted him and I, yeah, I, I went on Instagram and looked up like casts and, uh, we were actually wor- working on a brand new, uh, edition. So I had a picture of the new edition and with like a ladder and stuff going up to it. And I Googled like casts and I told my buddy I fell off the roof and I fucked up my foot bad. And he, I thought at the time he kind of believed me. He didn't give me shit. He, he, he was one of the people that kind of knew I was going through stuff. Um, he didn't really give me shit, but later on he said he knew I was lying. Um, but that was, yeah, that was one of the things where I was like, okay, what am I doing? And again, this was at the time after everything was done, but again, I'm waiting for them to find out. So that was still going to come, even though I was trying to work, trying to pay stuff off, they still didn't know what I did. Right. So yeah, that was in that time period. And I was like, damn, I was like, what am I doing, man? You know, cause some of the guys I hadn't seen in years, there would have been nothing better than going to that wedding, seeing all them. Sure. Um, so yeah, that was, that was that story. Yeah. Yeah. And then he came on the podcast and we talked about it. Um, so talk to me about where you are now with the painting and, um, we'll talk about, I mean, your most recent project with you saw in person at 22 tap, but like, where are we now? And then after all of that, cause that was, I mean, it's a crazy story. Yeah. And again, I apologize cause I, I go, there's so many things. So yeah. like I forget stuff. So the painting, um, I'm living at the twins place <laughs> and this was, uh, this was, you know, 2013 when Instagram really started going, you know, getting real popular, you know, the art scene really benefited from that. And again, you know, I talked about where in freshman, sophomore year, I was still doing the graphic design stuff and uh, all that kind of stuff. But I, I, I didn't see, I didn't see how you can make money. You know, now I post stuff, people could share it or just tag people and people see it. It's just a crazy thing with social media. You know, when when we were in college, Facebook just kind of came out and it sure. was still relatively relatively new. It wasn't what it is now. Yeah. <clears throat> and Instagram wasn't even around. So I, did, I didn't think that was a possibility, which is more why I veered toward that business route in my mind. I wear a suit every day. So now it's, it's uh, I'm getting back into art. Like I told you, the, the, the clothing thing started. So I'm, I'm sketching all different stuff all the time, um, all that kind of stuff. I'm at the Twins. They had just bought a house. And... Uh, you know, we I, it just came up one day because again, I, I like these artists and stuff, and I was looking at stuff. And one of my favorite guys was Alec Monopoly, and he kind of did like a Star Wars thing, and he did a Darth Vader thing. And I was like, oh, I was like, you know, it'd be cool to combine them or whatever. So I was just like, you know, we would hang out at night, watch watch TV all together, and I just went out to Michael's, bought a canvas, and I never painted before. Um, you know, like I said, I, I drew as a kid, always was into art, so I, I knew the whole thing. Took a couple art classes in college, but nothing crazy. So I just, you know, I, I painted, and um, you know, I showed them earlier what it was, and they loved it. I posted it onto Facebook and Instagram at the time. And what's funny is, again, I have that addictive personality. So when I do something, it's got to be a hundred full speed ahead. Right. So I was like, okay, I posted stuff. People were like, oh, you did that, da 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 And this was right when the first, like, reboot of the Star Wars was coming out. Like, that, I guess it was the seventh one, but when that was all starting again. So I was like, okay, let, let's, let's again, I, I, you know, I've been paying down debts. Things are getting down. I'm like, let, let me see if I could do something with this. So 
I got like posters made. Um, you know, again, I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea how to look for different things, find the best price. So, uh, you know, and my mom has a foundation for my great, uh, for my, yeah, my great uncle and they use FedEx a lot for printing. So I went to FedEx, got like a thousand, um, posters made, you know, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to sell them for like 50 bucks each. But, you know, that wasn't feasible, you know, into the places I was going. I went to every, um, every, every movie theater pretty much in New Jersey. I mean, like I'd say from like central Jersey to North Jersey, every movie theater, my buddy came with me twice. I I had the painting. I didn't have the posters yet. I'm like, listen, I like literally my, my speech was, um, so I painted this. Um, I, uh, and at the time I wanted to help. So greater Newark holiday fund, they had a thing. So I was going to give them half of everything I made. So, and, and I knew that that would help with sales and stuff, but I, uh, that was always a thing. Um, with me, especially going through all my shit. One of my biggest things that hits my heart is like underprivileged kids. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, any of those things on Facebook where, I mean, if it's from somebody seeing their parent come home from the army to, you know, you just see underprivileged kids just, just happy to get something. Like I, I cry like a little baby every time I see it. So that, I, I always love that kind of stuff and, you know, especially helping people. So, um, I wanted to try to give back. So I got a thousand posters made, went to every, every movie theater I could find Everything's corporate, so they can't really do that. So I found this one place right in Hillsboro. The lady was like, "Yeah, absolutely, go ahead." So I had set up a table, um, and again, this was this was big for me because you know I'm going. I, I was nervous if maybe somebody would come and see me because even you know I started I, like I went from like that that three sixty down to like three ten ish. You, then I got back up there, but so that's what kind of where I was at, but still real heavy. So I'm always worried somebody's going to, you know, see me and stuff. But, you know, that was a big thing just to even get out there. I had like a nice little setup uh, trying to sell them for like 50 bucks. They weren't selling. So then I ended up, and what I did was I told like two of the guys that I owed money, I was almost positive they were going to sell out. You know what I mean? I was like, they, they gotta, you know what I mean? They gotta. Um, I ended, I sold like, I'd say like half of what I had, but I had to start selling for like 25 bucks. Um... So, I, I mean, I sold, you know, then it was like I'd give stuff out and, and this and that. Um, you, you learn how business works. You know what I mean? Again, I, I was a little naive. You know, I was trying something legit this time. But, you know, you'll see with, you see with the podcast, getting views. It's, it's Nothing's easy. Everything's very hard, very difficult. Sure. So I, th- I just thought I'm going to print out a thousand posters. Yeah, and people are going to buy them. Yeah, so it. I still did well. I was able to give, um, I think I gave like five, and five, I think I gave either the five hundred bucks or a thousand bucks to the to the to the, to the fund, um, you know, which was great. And then, but I wasn't able to give the full amount to the two guys. And I'll never forget. This is one thing that really struck me. Um, as I said before, all the bookies kind of like they like me. You know, I mean, like I'm friendly. I try to be funny and, and a good dude. But um, I called this one guy up, and he had his like his higher up with him in the car, and you know. I had told him, you know, what, you know, what happened. And I just remember him laughing, like both of them la- like laughing at me. And I was just like, mm. A, I hate this motherfucker. Mm. And B, this is not me. You know what I mean? This is, this is, I'm not, you know, I'm not playing games anymore. And that, that's, that's, that was still when I was at the twins house. So, you know, um, I, I, then I moved and, uh, I started painting. So like I said, I put that one up. I did another one for my niece. I did an aerial piece for my niece when I was still at the twins. That was my second piece I ever did. And I gave it to her and posted it. I moved to this guy. Uh, now when I'm renting the room from this guy, 
Um, that's when I did the, I think I showed you the, my brother, uh, a portrait for my brother and his daughter. And that's kind of where like things blew up because, you know, that's something that like everybody would like a portrait. And like, I, I kind of developed this different style and it was like my own little thing. What I love to do is pop art, street art. Um, you know, I always used to love posters. So when I was a kid growing up, I had posters filled my walls. I, I like that kind of look. Mm -hmm. Um, if you've seen some of the stuff that I've done on my own, it's, 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 it's that kind of vibe, like I said, street art, pop art kind of stuff. But the portrait really blew up. So, you know, I didn't charge the, the twins, obviously, for what I did. I didn't charge my niece. So I didn't charge my brother. So then the fourth painting I ever did, somebody hit me up. Um, I did I did an Ultimate Warrior one. I did another Star Wars thing. And, and, and now with social media, you post stuff and it just grows. Yeah. You know, it just grows and it grows. So... Th that's why that's what I left out when I said I was living in this guy's place and then when I moved to Manville even though I didn't have a kitchen I'm overweight like I was like man I love doing this I was like this is like I'm doing something I love I I'm, I'm doing the right thing you know every day yeah you know at least one point it came into my head like oh, man you got all those fucking bills to pay you know but I, I had a plan so I was like it's gonna get to you know I mean, things are gonna get paid off eventually I just gotta stick to it so at really at that time, it was just a weight. So, um, you know, then I moved to Manville and that's when I just started like experimenting with stuff. And for, I mean, for the most part, everything was mine. There was like five things somebody sent me and they were like, hey, can you redo this? And like in the beginning, I kind of like redid stuff. Um, not that I said it was mine, but like I would never do that again. Like I, I, I'm doing what I want. If you have something and you want me to do it, I'm doing it my way. Sure. But um, yeah, the portraits took off. I started like making like money and like things started getting paid off quicker. And um, that's that. That's where I was now. Where I'm at Manville now. I got I got up to 366. Then I got back down to like 315. Uh, you remember Drew Diorio? Mm -hmm. That's one of my best friends. He stuck with me through everything. Um, he had his wedding. Now I was so nervous for like two. Like okay, they got engaged the summer before. They got married in October. And he wanted me to come to like the engagement. He had this really nice thing planned where him, him and his girl were out on a boat. They came back and everybody was at on this like little deck area waiting for them. And uh, I remember I wanted to go to that so bad. I just I just couldn't. I, I couldn't go. And, and he never gave me shit. Just like Douglas uh, when I faked about the foot. You know, my boys never gave me shit because they knew where I, if I wasn't doing it, there was a reason. Yeah. You know, they, they weren't like happy. They wanted me there. But they didn't like make me feel like a piece of shit. So... I remember like his um, his brother's husband, people that couldn't come, they were sending in videos and stuff just saying, hey, congratulations, guys. I couldn't even, I made up some excuse not to do that. So now I'm like, okay, I got a year, you know, um, to, until the wedding. And I'm, I have to go to this wedding now. Like now I, I have to go to this. Um, at this point I had seen him, my buddy Eugene, you remember Eugene, maybe once. So... You know, they, they seen me, you know, and they, they didn't, nobody cared. That was the thing. Like nobody ever gave a shit that I, you know, that I was like yeah, was, so was, overweight. They just you. wanted to see me, you know, everything be cool. But again, at that time, you know, I, I didn't want to, you know, sure. have anybody see me like that. So I remember like, man, like that year, I would always think about it. Um, but again, not like in a bad way because I had so much time and I always, I always think I, I would be able to lose the weight. But like two months out now, I was, I was like at like 340. I got down to like 315 for the wedding and I remember like just those, like that week ahead of it, like my mom, my aunts texting me, uh, you know, my brother, they all knew I was fucking stressed out. You know what I mean? Um, just to, to go and do it. So I went there. 
Um, had a great time with everybody. Now these are these are some of my best friends I haven't seen in five years. Everyone loved seeing me. And that's really where the spark was to really pick it up. I was like, okay, like, like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? I'm like, I got all this other stuff going for me. This is the last piece of the puzzle. Nobody gives a shit. Um, so yeah, I went to the wedding, like, and, uh, you know, we had a great time and everything. Now all the paintings are picking up. So this is like October of, I guess it was 2018. I ended up moving to Tom's River that summer. So from that point, I kind of, um, no, I'm a, that's a lie. After the wedding, the two months, I was just so relieved it was done. That's when I got up to 366. So I just kind of let myself go a little bit. Um, but again, it's so weird to think back to that time because I was so happy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I was just, I was sitting at home after work, you know, either painting or watching stuff. And I was just, in, I was like in a good place mentally. I just kind of like let it go. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I wish I didn't let myself go that much, but I let that go for everything that I've been through. You know, just, just to get my mind back. That was like a big thing just to have my mind back on track. So, you know, this is like 2018. So like just right around two years ago, um, I'm planning to move down to here. My dad goes to Florida. So he let me stay at his place. He goes to Florida for like seven months. So I'm staying at his place. And I, when I got up to 366, really it was in the beginning, it was just not eating fast food and stuff, you know? One of my good things was I always loved water. Like, I mean, I, I just chug water. So, like, it wasn't soda or else who the fuck knows. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so just not eating that stuff. Just – I didn't, like – because, again, I was always like I got to do it right away. I got to yeah. lose all this weight in, in a month. I, yeah. It's like you had to get in my mental that this is going to take years. This is going to be a year – couple, you know, year process. And so in the beginning, I, I, it was like three phases. I was like – I went from like, I remember getting from 360 to like that back down to that 315 where I was for the wedding. And that was the lightest I had been in like four years was that 315 area. So I remember just cracking 300. And then I remember getting down to like 280. And that now I'm now I'm living down the shore. I'm by myself. You know, I'm, I'm working again, just moving again and stuff. Just, just really help stuff fly off. So this was like last, this was last winter into the spring. I had finally gotten down to like 255 and I was just feeling good, man. I mean, the paintings were just taken off. Um, you know, you know, you know, things were, I, I didn't post a picture of myself like real time. It was always like throwbacks or, or yeah. something like that or like a painting or stuff. So it was April. It was a week before my birthday. I remember getting on the scale. Now I was at like 355 and I wanted to do it at like I mean, at 255, I wanted to do it at like 266, just at, at, at 100 pound mark, but I I wasn't ready yet. So I was like, fuck it. I had just done these two awesome paintings. They were hanging up at a barbershop. I was working on another one. I was like, fuck it. Um, you know, me and my brother had talked about possibly starting a podcast, you know, for a little bit of time. And again, just going through that, um, you know, again, not that I'm a therapist, not that I that, that I think I can help anybody, but I, I just thought that what I went through and because nobody knew... I think I thought it would help. So I typed up this like really long thing. Um, I, I, I remember setting the camera down on the, the thing. I went and sat by one of my paintings and I actually had on my, uh, my self-perfected shirt. That's the clothing thing. And I had made like a shirt back in like 2015, yeah. like a one, I made like 300 shirts. People yeah. wanted them. And, uh, it was actually the first time it ever fit me like that, like, uh, that I ever wore it really. Like I just, I was, I never wore my t-shirt and I was like, okay. So I, I, I remember going through the pictures. I found the one that I liked. 
put it all out there. I mean, I summarize, you know, I don't know how long we've been I going, re- I but remember, yeah, I remember that. I, post. I, I summarize it as best I could. And I remember I tried to take away, cause again, this was long as hell. You know what I mean? With Instagram, I had to like put it into the comments. Yeah. I had like six things in the comments cause it was so long, but I, I couldn't edit it anymore. It was everything. Yeah. And just, you know, I, I didn't say numbers and stuff yet at that point, but um, just about taking the money and everything. And I put that out there and it was just such an explosion. I mean, the response, I mean, so many texts and, and messages, just like, I had no idea. Sure. Like, I had I had no idea. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, it, even throughout it, like I said, I had seen a couple buddies here and there. They apologized. So I said, like, stop it. Like, I lied to, like, you know, they're like, oh, you know, I thought maybe something was going on. Don't, this is yeah. me. This is me. Right. You know what I mean? This has nothing to do with you guys. Right. Um, so, yeah, I put that out. This was last April. And... That I was at like two fifty five. Um, now, right now I'm down to like two thirty five, mm-hmm. and I still got like 30, 35 pounds to go. It's like the last little bit, but it just feels great. You know, I went to, I went from not leaving the house for like four or five years to this summer, um, or the summer that just passed. You know, I was went in Texas for my buddy's bachelor party. Went to Italy. Yeah. Um, went out again. Started going out and seeing people again and stuff. And again, I'm not where I want to be. You know what I mean? I, I like you nobody know, is. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like I and I know I'm gonna get there, but so it's fun now to enjoy this journey. I still got a little bit of you know. Yeah. Thirty pounds. Somebody's like, "Holy shit! How you can do that?" I'm like, "This is nothing. Yeah, this is nothing." You know what I mean? Yeah, a, yeah. Lost an eighth. Yeah, yeah. I lost like a person. You know what I mean? Like more than some people. And yeah, cause I'm, yeah, like I'm down like 127 pounds. And, uh, so yeah, I got like 35, 40 pounds to go, but it feels great. It seems to me like the lesson here more than anything is if there's anything you like look back and obviously I think it's easy to go back cause I won't change anything. But as I listen to you, one of the things that I think earlier on was the, the it seems like the explosion and everything went right when people kind of knew and, and. People are more willing when the people that are close to you are willing to help if they know and the community around you. It's almost like you isolated yourself for so long. And it was like, I know you had to figure it out, but we all have friends and and people and family for a reason. And I think being so open and I think more so than anything, too, with that post. So I think that the journey for you seemed to turn the corner once you did involve the people that actually cared about you. And and it was almost like (coughs) you keep saying I was the one that cared. Like no one cared. Like they mm-hmm. just wanted to see me. Mm-hmm. They wanted to see mm-hmm. me, and, and that's a big lesson. I yeah, think. and and looking back on it, could things have? Could I have gone to this point sooner? Probably. Probably. I just wasn't. And again, that's why I say everyone's different. When I when I was when I had the weight, and I'm 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 eating fucking pizza after I just had Wendy's or big McDonald's for breakfast, Burger King for lunch, Wendy's for dinner, and pizza for dessert. You know, <laughs> I, like. I knew at some point I was going to lose it. I just, I had to get there. And again, yeah. you could say it was making an excuse to not do it yet. And it, and it kind of was, but at the same time, everything I had just fucking gone through, like I just knew mentally I wasn't ready to, again, losing that kind of weight or even just yeah. 30, 10 pounds for somebody. That's, that's, it's a commitment. So yeah, it, it, it was, I put it all on myself. I, I, I used, like I said, I didn't, I turned so many things down where now, yeah, you could look back and I could have gone to that wedding. Nobody would have cared. I could have had a great time. Uh, it was just, it was just finally doing that. And, and, and that's another thing, you know, I, I talk about and 
I think about is, you know, like, like I said it before, people that want to lose weight, I don't want to say like it's that easy where all you have to do is watch you eat and, and exercise. But it, at the same time, it, it is that easy. Right. That's all you have to do. Right. The, like I said, you don't have to find the, the one in a million ticket or anything. It, it's that simple. You hate what you're doing. You can't, I, yes, you can't just go quit your job and not work, but you can look into something else, you know, and, 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 and figure out how maybe you got to take classes. Maybe you got to put in a little bit of extra work, sacrifice another year or two, maybe three years, but then in the long run, it's going to be the benefit. So things don't seem that easy, but at the same time, a lot of things are that easy. Right. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, you know, it was, it, it was just about me finally just getting out there and, uh, and just showing my face again and, and just putting every putting all that shit behind you. Like I said, when those guys were laughing at me, you know, when I when I was, you know, at home not wanting to go out, it was all in my head. You know, right. I was just doing it to myself and like, like nobody would have cared, sure. you know. So where where are we now and where are we going? What's going on? So, um, you know, with the clothing and one of my problems is I, I always try to keep people up to date and I like saying that. But, you know, you know how things are. You own a business and, and some things are uncontrollable. But... The art now is is what I'm doing. That's that's my that's my business. That's 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 my life. Well, tell um, us more about that. Like, can, can if I can people buy? Yeah. Like, tell how does it work? How does your business work? So, I I, I had a website um, a year ago. It, it wasn't anything crazy. Um, I'm actually putting everything together now because now, like we talked about, me and my brother have a podcast. I just did episode 21, so that's finally been out there. We were talking about that for a year and a half. That's finally going. The clothing, I could have I could have put out like six, seven different complete collections I've had ready to go. The thing with the clothing was, uh, you know, how I am, I'm going to be the face, you know what I mean? But I wasn't ready to, to wear the stuff and post it, so I wasn't ever ready to do it. So that's that's where I thought that was going to be what it was. That's going to be like, you know, a, a side thing, like the podcast. The podcast I don't make money from, but the the clothing is going to come out. It's just not going to um, – it's going to be like a side thing. So I'm going to put that out like here and there. And the paintings, that that's that's my life now. So I have a website that's going to be coming out. I don't want to say a date because I, I people that yeah. listen to my podcast, they always get <laughs> mad at me I say something. But, yeah, it's coming out with, within the next literally month or two. It's it's pretty much ready to go. Yeah. Um, I have my Instagram, which is at Chad Fandel, C-H-A-D-F-A-N-D-E-L. I have most of my – I have a lot of stuff on there. There's a little tab where it says paintings, um, you know, where you have a little story story thing. So you could click that and you could see almost all my stuff. And right now uh, I just got done. I had like 25 holiday paintings to do, um, people that are giving them for gifts. Sure. And, yeah, you could just reach out to me. Uh, the portraits is where the money's really been. Um you, if you guys go on my website, I don't I really I don't really post the portraits because again, what I love to do is that pop pop art, street art stuff. You'll see the mural that I did at Twenty Two West Tap and Grill. Um, awesome place, awesome food. Go talk about it. talk about that was just a new thing, and actually Hannah was there the opening night, and I saw that. I mean, it was unbelievable. So yeah, talk yeah. about that project. So um, again, that's that's what I love to do. I, I I love I love when somebody. You know, if you don't know like what it is, like a commission is somebody will come to you with an idea and you'll do it. Um, I've done stuff too where I've done it and sold it. I don't have anything for sale right now. So, I mean, that's a great, great place to be. You know, I don't have everything that I have is gone. Um, but this last year I haven't done literally the entire year. I have not done one piece to sell. Um, everything's been for people. Again, I'm not complaining. That's amazing. 
I sat down for a while and, and, and cause again, I, I don't want it to just be the, the portraits, even though I love it. I love doing them for people. Um, you know, I raised the price a little bit because I want to do less, sure. but more, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I don't want it, it to be where now I'm doing something I love, you know, everything turned around and I hate it all of a sudden. So, uh, over the last couple of months, I sat down, put like a real nice business plan together. I mean, I'm pretty much booked January, February and into March already for commissions. Um, so, you know, that's how that all goes. But that kind of stuff for the mural for 22 West, um, you know, my brother, my brother knew him and Kevin. The owner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he had DJed for him a couple times for like different stuff. So Kevin put on this nice expansion to 22 West and he he listened to the podcast and he heard, always heard me talking about art. So we checked out my stuff. He liked it. He asked my brother if I would, you know, be interested in doing something. And he hit me up and he just gave me the idea. It's a mural. It's a mural of Anthony Bourdain. And he he just said, you know, I want Anthony Bourdain and the quote. Um, and I'll, I'll mock up some stuff. I sent it to him. The first thing he absolutely loved. It was that easy. And so for something like that, you know, um, it's big. It's it's a ten foot by ten foot. Actually, it's eleven by ten foot wall. It's a hundred square feet. How long did it take you to do? Sixty hours total. Now that's my fourth. It's my fifth wall, but really my fourth wall mural. The first one I ever did, I just went and sketched. It took me three days just to sketch the image, and I'm like, I gotta f- figure out. A yeah, way yeah, to do yeah. It. So I started like researching and stuff. And don't get me wrong, you know. And again, listen, I love my stuff. I I, I think I got some really great stuff. But at the same time, I got a long way to go to where I know I can get to. And there's some people that do amazing stuff, and they'll do freehand. Like, not everybody that does murals and big walls um, uses stencils or projectors. But 85% of the people, and it's just a business thing. You, you got to plan out how much paint you need. You got to, you know, the time. You want to cut the time because you're not really getting paid in hours. You're sure. getting paid by the project. By the job. So, like I said, the first one I did, I, I drew for three days. And I got to the same point where I would have, where what I learned to do was I use a projector. So I draw everything before. This way I'm able to kind of get an idea of the colors, you know, how much paint I'll need. And I, I draw it all before and you project it up there. So just to project it up there though, to draw it took five hours. To project it up there was six hours. You know, I had to go at night when it's dark. So that was six hours. And then just, you know, you paint it. And that was like another 50-something hours, um, you know. So that's how something like that goes. And and a lot of people use stencils. Um, I mean, I follow so many people on Instagram. And, you know, they're on the wall. They got stencils or a lot of them will do the projections, whatever it is. But that's, again, not everybody does that. Some people will do freehand. Yeah. Um, and, and, again, like one of the walls I did at my buddy's, buddy's CrossFit gym, you know, it, it had like – it looked like the, the logo was coming out of the wall. And so some of that, like I was, you know, freehanded. But for the most part, you know, I had it planned out. And so that's like the process that I take cool. for something like that. That's right. And I know the response to that was amazing, right? Was- yeah. And, you know, I gave him a really good price um, just because he's, you know, a great guy that was in my hometown. But I knew, again, this was like my – again, I did that. I did a couple walls. And I, I love what I did. But they had their ideas. This was my first thing. I was like, okay, I'm going to show people what I can do. Sure. I just knew – I mean, when I was doing it – you were there um when the it can be closed off and you know how it's like open so it it, like it's a whole other section where the for events and stuff so if they need it to be it'll be closed off but it's like you could see through it it's like a window so i'm painting and like this is like three or four nights and people are just knocking like oh yeah 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 and then some people came in i got like three people that want walls done 
Um, so I, I just knew that was going to come. That's so I, when when he gave me that opportunity, I was like, "This is awesome. This That's is awesome. this is this is awesome." Yeah. So it sounds like we're we're moving in the right direction. Oh, overall. we're moving. Oh, we're we're everything's like I said. I want to say everything's great. I you still get stressed out. Everybody gets stressed out, and that's yeah. another thing. You can't think like, okay, what I went through, obviously I don't ever want to, I'm, I'm not going to put myself in that position again. Yeah. Something could happen out of, out of, out of, you know, your control bad and stuff and fuck your life up. But as far as me controlling my stuff, I'm never going to put myself in that spot again. But you have to always know things are going to come along. Sure. You know, my grandpa passed away last February. Um, just anything. You can have a bad day. So you, you got to always have that in the back of your mind that. You know, it's, it's never as high as it seems, but it's never as low as it seems. Right. As long as you keep yourself grounded, you find out who you are. Like I said, those days when I was eating, take, uh, you know, drive through stuff three times a day at, uh, you know, reading books. I was, I was reading everything I wanted to do, researching everything I wanted to do. Um, I found out about myself. You know, I found out who I was, who I can be. And like I said, it's just a matter of putting a game plan together and, and taking it from there. But yeah, everything's great, man. We got the podcast rock and I got this website that's going to come out. It's going to be chadfandel.com. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to have everything on there. Everything will go through there, the clothing podcast and everything. And like I said, man, I'm, I'm booked for almost like three months in paintings. I mean, it's it's a blessing. And yeah. and that's another thing. It's just, you know, you know, don't take anything for granted, but, you know, enjoy stuff too. You right. know, like uh, you, you saw the, the mural and stuff and you were there for Thanksgiving Eve. That place was just crazy. But... He had like a uh, a little like soft opening and he did like a little video, people getting fed and it's like all his close friends were there. And, you know, that was again, even Thanksgiving Eve was really like, that was the first time I was out with my brother at a bar because um, he DJed it that night in years, in years. So again, this is still new to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even going to the, to the soft opening, seeing people I've been seeing in years. And again, you know, being still 35, 40 pounds overweight of what I want to be, um, yeah, I, I just put, you know, like I said, you put all that shit behind you. It doesn't matter. You yeah. know what I mean? It, 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 what other people think doesn't matter as long as you know what you're doing is right. You're, yeah. you're having fun. So, yeah, it, it's just crazy. It's crazy to think. Like I said, I tell the story. I'm sure people are going to listen and be like, holy shit. Yeah. Because I went on one of my friend's podcasts and some people that didn't even know I did one, they heard my story and it was the same thing. People from high school, holy shit, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, first of all, thank you for sharing this. Yeah, man, of course. Um, I hope that it's beneficial for you yeah kind of i love it. it i love it um and i hope that i mean i'm super excited and proud of the journey you've been Appreciate through it. that you'll talk about it mm-hmm. that, you know I, I just like i know i think as i was thinking about it and you were talking about the stuff that you kind of did it talks about like what it like any sort of addiction mm-hmm. does because mm-hmm. i know you mm-hmm. and like that's not you exactly 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 and it's like and you feel you see what happens mm-hmm. when you're put in that position mm-hmm. and 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 i think it does uh, for me just talk the word i think about is like having empathy for people mm-hmm. understanding that everyone's actions sometimes aren't because of that's not who you are right it's right just what you're doing right at that moment and- uh, and, and touching on that, you know, like this, like cancel culture that we live in where like somebody does something and then like people want them to like never like work again and stuff. And listen, some stuff that I don't mean everything that people do, but I believe in like second chances, you know, like me doing what I did, taking money from my grandparents, um, that kind of stuff. Like, I don't want that in 10 years to be what they say, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm, I don't think you ever change. I think people are always them, you know. But some people have demons that come along. So that's what I had for a couple of years. So I don't want to say I'm a completely different person than I was five years ago, but I got rid of all that bad shit and I'm back to, I'm, I've 
kind of perfected. I don't want to say all my stuff, but they have perfected who I am. And, you know, that's like one of the slogans, like my clothing, self-perfected clothing company, nothing and no one's perfect, but you can't perfect yourself. And I just feel that that's how it is. You're, you're never at a hundred percent. You always got to work on it. You always got to adjust things and, and, and that kind of stuff. But yeah, with addictions and stuff, man, it's crazy out there. And like I said, they just kind of put that, um, gambling into that category of, you know, the drugs and alcohol, but Drugs, man, that that'll take your life. It, it it'll kill you. You know, mm-hmm. I can't. You can't get killed from gambling, but somebody could kill you because you owe them the money. But, but the but what it might lead to. Exactly. Look, I was drinking every day, throwing up once a day. Yeah. You know, yeah. and even talking about this, and you know, I always I always say it when I tell the story. I know I go quick. I get I because there's so much. You know, going back to that place. You know, so if I was all over the place, I apologize to whoever was listening. I try to get it in a in a. I try to calm it down, but yeah. that's how I get with this because yeah. that's like, oh, I want to like beat myself up. I want to go back there and punch myself in the face. You know right, what I mean? Right. But it's crazy. It, it's it's scary out there. Like you said, you, you touched on it. Be open, you, t- you know, talk to somebody. And again, it's, it's, it's not, that, it's that easy sometimes. Sometimes it's that easy. And just to, just to know that you're not alone out there, you know what I mean? And like I said, like like I have a friend who lost her brother uh, less than a year ago to to, to drugs, and it's just tore the family up. Sure. It, it completely tore the family up, and like I read a quote somewhere, it was something about like the drugs don't love you or whatever, like your family does, and it's like, you know, I mean, I mean, like you look at the news and stuff, and just what like that's what I mean, like this this twilight zone that we live in, like the things that are important aren't touched on, like. Sure. Like the things that the opioids and the heroin has done, especially like in our area, New Jersey and stuff like that. It's just, crazy. it's crazy, yeah. you know, yeah. and you got to get, you got to get in front of it. Um, so much, thank you so much for coming Dude, on. Dude, no problem, I man. appreciate it. And I hope that the audience listening, you know, like what I appreciate about the story more than anything. Yeah. There was a lot of twists and turns and, and, and there was a lot of detail, but I, you're going through back and in and how it was for you yeah yeah and i think there's a lot to learn from that so yeah thank you so much for dude no out. problem man I appreciate it glad, glad to see you again man yeah, this is too. awesome cool awesome thank you for tuning in to the stay healthy new jersey podcast brought to you by strive to move if your pain or injury is preventing you from living the healthy and active lifestyle you love and deserve and want to get back to doing what you love pain-free, we offer both a free ebook and free over-the-phone consultation to help you figure out the root cause of your pain and the best next steps to help resolve it. Find our ebooks online at strivetomove.com slash our services. There you'll find an ebook for topics on such things as back pain, knee pain, sports injuries, and CrossFit injuries. These ebooks will provide you with free expert advice, tips, and exercises to help solve your pain from the comfort of your own home. Just visit strivetomove.com slash our services to download your ebook and have it delivered directly to your inbox. We also offer free, no obligation phone consults with a doctor on staff to New Jersey residents. Just call us at 908-547-0729 or visit us at strivetomove.com and click the talk to the doctor first button on the homepage to schedule a call with us. Thanks again for joining us and we will see you next time on the stay healthy, New Jersey podcast.